And I think he says to people today, to all the human race, come out of that tree, come out of that bondage, come out of that lifestyle, come out of that sin, come out of that darkness and come down to me. And if you do, I'm coming to your house. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thank you so much for joining us this time. Today, we're continuing the series, Tag a Friend, with our third message entitled, A Conversation with Little Big Man. You know, in his travels, Jesus regularly approached individuals of all shapes and sizes and backgrounds and changed their lives forever. One in particular that has always intrigued me is the man known as Zacchaeus. Jesus encountered Zacchaeus, of all places, in a tree, and what followed resulted in nothing less than a totally changed life. I can't wait to share it with you, so let's go right to today's message, A Conversation with Little Big Man. Today I want to talk to you about a conversation with Little Big Man. And I'm going to tell you who Little Big Man is and why I called him Little Big Man in just a moment. It's Zacchaeus. So let's read the story here of Zacchaeus. Luke 19, 1. Jesus entered Jericho, made his way through the town. Now there was a man there named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector in the region. And he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short. To see over the crowd. So he ran ahead, climbed a sycamore tree beside the road. Can't you picture that? For Jesus was going to pass that way. Boy, you always want to be on the road where Jesus is passing by. And he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name, Zacchaeus, quickly come down. Don't you know he about died? So then he went on to say, I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and received Jesus into his house with great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He's gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. They didn't know that that's the only kind of house he goes to. He goes to the house of sinners, turns you into a saint, then he stays in your house. Amen. Now, meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood up before the Lord. Now he's in his house now. There's a lot of people there. And here's what he says. I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Wow. Everybody say repentance. That's the real thing. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. Now I want you to read this last part with me good and loud. I want this to sink into our spirits. Are you ready? For the son of man came to seek and to save those who are lost. Father, we thank you. That's why Jesus came. And we pray that you will place upon this congregation 
beginning with me, a greater burden for the lost. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them Jesus saves. Amen. What a great, great account of what happened in the Bible. Now, I'm calling Zacchaeus little big man for this reason. The Bible tells us very bluntly, Luke tells us the truth, he was short of stature. But being short, he also had a big problem. He was a short man with a big problem. His problem was that he was lost. We know that he was lost because that's when Jesus said at the end of Zacchaeus coming to him and repenting, that's when Jesus said the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. He was pointing to what had just occurred and said, that's what you just watched is why I came. What you just saw me do is why I came. I came to seek out, search for those that are lost. And so you just saw my mission happen in front of your eyes. This man was saved. Now, let me tell you a little bit about little big man. We know from the Bible that Zacchaeus was not just a tax collector. Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. That's like the head of the IRS. So immediately we don't like them. I'm sorry. I'm just... I mean, you know what I mean. I love them in Christ, but I do. I need to move on. He was a chief tax collector. He was an employee of the Roman government. And men in that position were notorious for overcharging the people. Imagine that. For instance, if Rome, I'll give you an example. If Rome levied a 5% tax, these chief tax collectors could go out and charge 10%, 15%. And nobody could do anything because they were employees of the Roman government. So they were essentially untouchable. So they would extort people out of their money. They would collect the 5% Rome wanted, and then they would collect 5 or 10% more for themselves, and that's how they became rich. Now, Zacchaeus admits to having done this later on when he says to Jesus, he says, wherever I have cheated anyone on their taxes, right there he's saying, I've done it. Your Bible says, if I have cheated anyone, but that word if really means wherever or when I did it. So wherever I cheated anyone on their taxes, I'm going to give them back four times. If I took a hundred, I'm going to give them 400. Lord, I am repenting. I'm cleaning up. I am turning around. I'm not just playing church. I'm not just being religious. I intend to follow through with this. I mean it. I'm coming to you. And I'm showing it by true, genuine repentance. The Bible talks about the fruits of repentance. John the Baptist talked about that a lot. Well, here's the fruit. If you really come to Christ, it will show in a turnaround life. You can't say, I've come to Jesus and there's no change in your life. There you've gotten religion and not relationship. Because Jesus brings repentance. So this is what happened to him. We see that somewhere along the way, Zacchaeus heard about Jesus, and he heard certain things that made him want to see him. You know, I've learned, if you brag on Jesus, people want to see what you say you saw. If you brag on Jesus, if you get out there and brag on Jesus, which is what every Christian ought to do, just brag on Jesus, if you do it enough, people are going to want to see what you say you saw. Now, he had heard about Jesus. Something had grabbed his attention. He's rich. He's fixed for life. 
but he's lost and he's heard about somebody that's out there healing the sick, raising the dead, teaching like no man ever taught. And he says, I got to see this guy. Now he might have heard what happened that morning of this day. You can read about it in Luke 18. That morning, as Jesus was coming into Jericho, another man had heard about Jesus and got behind Jesus and began to cry out, to scream out from the crowd, Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. And it was a blind man named Bartimaeus. And the crowd turned to Bartimaeus and said, Be quiet. Hush. Quit screaming. Don't bother him. But it says he cried out all the more. The more the crowd tried to shut him up, the more he spoke up. Because when you want to meet Jesus or see Jesus, you get to the point where you don't care what the crowd thinks anymore. It's just that simple. So he says, I don't care about the crowd. I want to be healed. I want the touch of Jesus on my life. So it says, I love this. Jesus stood still. Oh, that means God stopped. God stopped and turned and said, what do you want me to do for you? I heard your perseverance. I heard your prayer. I heard your cry. I saw you not caring what the crowd thinks. What do you want? I want to see, Lord. He said, your sight is restored. Your faith has made you whole. And instantly, this man had been blind all of his life. Light filled his eyes and forms and figures and shapes and colors. And he was stunned and shocked. Don't you know the crowd went nuts? And that might be what got to Zacchaeus. Because he was headed into Jericho. And Zacchaeus lived in Jericho. His business was in Jericho. And so he heard, hey, there was a blind man this morning. He just walked, and he started crying out to this guy that you're wanting to see, this man named Jesus. And he has been healed. His eyes have been restored. This blind man now sees Zacchaeus. I got to see him. I got to see what he looks like. It's a good thing when you say to yourself, I want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus. So it might have just been raw curiosity on his part. I just got to see what the guy who's doing all this looks like. Or it could have been something deeper. And Zacchaeus' soul, a hunger had been awakened. The Holy Spirit was dealing with him. And he said, I want to see him for more than just raw curiosity. I want to see him because maybe he's got something for me. You know, Jesus awakens a hunger in your heart for him. When the Holy Spirit deals with you, something begins to happen. You say, I, I've got to see Jesus. I want to be near Jesus. I want to learn of Jesus. I want to take his yoke upon me. I want to learn of him. I want to walk with him. I want to know him better. That is a hunger that is awakened by the Holy Spirit. So it might've been that, but he had a problem. His problem was he couldn't see him because he was short. So because he was short, he couldn't see over the heads of the people. So he said, what am I going to do? I can't see him. This massive crowd, they're all swarming around him. And so he said, I'm going to do anything to see him. Well, he spotted a sycamore tree and his mind shot back to his boyhood. And he said, bless God, I climbed one then, I can climb one again. So sycamore trees now have low limbs, low, large limbs. So this little short man grabbed, our little big man grabbed a limb, and he shinnied up this tree. I can just picture him up there. On the side of the road, this who's who, this rich man, 
This man with a lot of power is up in a tree peering out of the leaves like a little owl. Now, I was thinking about this. Both people that Jesus touched that day had to overcome a crowd to get to him. Bartimaeus had to shout over a crowd. Zacchaeus had to get above the crowd to see him. And I got to thinking how often it's the crowds that keep us from Jesus. It's what people say about us. It's what we're afraid they're going to say. It's the crowds that get to us. I don't want the crowd talking about me. I don't want my peers talking about me. It's that peer pressure. The crowd says, don't shout out to him. Don't cry out to him. Don't do something unusual to get to him. Just be one of us. But when the hunger gets a hold of you, you will do anything to get to Jesus. You will do anything. And so... Bartimaeus just cried out till Jesus stopped and little big man climbed the tree just to see Jesus. And there he is. There he is. He's looking down. And sometimes, folks, listen, you and me have got to say to the crowd, I don't care what you think. I don't care what you say. I'm going to walk with Jesus. I'm going to talk with Jesus. I'm going to grow in him. I'm going to come to know him because I know that in five years, you're not going to be around anyway, but he is. And so I'm going to walk with him. And I don't care what you say. Teenagers have got to do that in school. Business people have got to do that out there in the business world. Go ahead and come out of the closet. Everybody else is. So I just picture him up there, hands gripping the limbs, eyes peeled on the approaching crowd. He's trying to pick out which one is he, which one is he. And then he began to see that All the eyes were turned and fixed on one man. And this one man is leading the group and all the people are swarming around him. And he's not much to look at. He's not a looker. He's not Hollywood handsome. But there's something about him that immediately grabs the eye. He walks with grace. He walks with authority. He walks with power. There is something on him that I can't take my eyes off of. There's something about this Jesus that I can't ignore. That's got to be him. He's the one, and he's watching, and his eyes are fixed. He's working his way through the crowd. He's moving towards Jericho, this massive crowd around him. And right when he's passing the tree that little big man is in, he stops again, and he looks up and looked right at him and said, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm coming to your house today. I hear something in that command. Zacchaeus, come out of your old life. Come out of your old ways. This is your moment, your hour, your time. I'm calling you. Come out of your tree. Come out of this lifestyle. Come out of the way you've been living. Because Zacchaeus, I've got something for you you can't imagine if you will just come to me. And I think he says to people today, I think he says, come out of your tree, whatever your tree is, whatever you're involved in, going your own way, living your own life, doing your own thing. He says to you and to me, to all the human race, come out of that tree, come out of that bondage, come out of that lifestyle, come out of that sin, come out of that darkness and come down to me. And if you do, I'm coming to your house. I like that. I really do think he almost fell out of the tree. He couldn't believe. And he had to be thinking. He had to be thinking. How does this man I've never met know my name? Now, in our message series, we've already dealt twice 
with Jesus knowing all about somebody he'd never met. We have Jesus meeting a down and outer, the woman at the well, the shady lady. He meets her at the well and he read her mail. He told her everything she'd ever done. She went running into the town and said, come see a man who has told me everything I ever did. And the reason she was amazed is because she'd never met him, but he knew about her, the down and outer. Zacchaeus was an up and outer. He was successful. He was rich. He had a position. He had power, but he was still lost. And our society is full of both types, down and outers, They are ostracized. They're out there. They don't have much to offer. They live in difficult circumstances. They have no authority, no power. But Jesus took time to stop and talk to one of them. And the up and outer, Jesus called him by his name. He was rich, successful, and yet he was out because he was lost. And Jesus took time to talk to him. And out there, there are people that have all kinds of money. They got position. They got power. But truth be known, on the inside, they're dying. And they know it. Something is wrong. Something is missing. This money has not satisfied me. This position has not fulfilled me. I know there's got to be something more to life. Lord, I hope there's more to life than this. Jesus called one of those, the up and outer, come down. Zacchaeus thought he was seeking Jesus. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus was seeking him. Jesus knew this man was going to be in the tree before he ever arrived. It was the providence of God and the working of the Holy Spirit on Zacchaeus' heart that got him up in that tree. So Jesus didn't look up and say, oh, somebody's up there. Jesus knew and said, well, I knew you were up there. Zacchaeus, I know your name. Come down. Now I'm going to talk to you about Jesus' call to Zacchaeus because it's the same way he calls you and me. It's a prototype for the way he deals with all people. Notice this. First, it was a personal call. Jesus' call to Zacchaeus was personal. Notice with me, he didn't look up and say, "Uh, you, sir, come down. Like he was just one of many. No, he knew him individually. He knew his name. How did you know my name having never met me? Well, you don't know who you're talking to yet, but let me tell you how I know. Because I'm God, wrapped in skin, incarnated, come to die for the sins of the world. And being God, I know everything. So I not only know your name, I know the name of everybody on planet Earth. And I know their life. And I can read the mail of every one of them. It was a personal call. Zacchaeus, you. Don't you know that immediately Zacchaeus thought, oh, wow, he knows who I am. None of us got saved where Jesus said, you, sir, you lady, come to me. No, we heard our name called. It says the shepherd knows the name of the sheep. It says the shepherd calls the sheep by name. So he called Zacchaeus by his name. He knew all about him. There's another man in the Bible named Nathaniel. He's in John's gospel. You can read about in chapter one. Nathaniel was told about Jesus by Philip. Philip said, hey, we found the Messiah. And Nathaniel said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip said, come and see for yourself. Can we say that together? Come and see. That's what everybody in church ought to be telling people out there. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see for yourself. Come and see, Nathaniel. So Nathaniel is walking towards Jesus, and Jesus all of a sudden blurted this out. He said, there truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. He read his mail. Nathaniel knew, that's me. How did he know me? And so listen to what he said to Jesus. How do you know 
me. Word no there means no fully, no completely, no thoroughly. How do you completely know me? You never even met me. Jesus said, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree. Now notice, he saw Nathaniel under a fig tree. He saw Zacchaeus up in a fig tree. Here's the message. Good things happen in fig trees. So he sees Nathaniel under the fig tree before he ever actually came on the scene. He saw him. So in the same way, he saw Zacchaeus in the fig tree before he ever got there. Nathaniel cried out and he said, Rabbi, you are the son of God. Jesus said, you're going to see way greater things than me knowing all about you. So everybody say with me, it was a personal call. And what I want to tell you about that today is simply this. Jesus knows you. He knows your struggles. He knows your temptations. He knows your heartaches. He knows your burdens. He knows you. He knows all about you today. It was a personal call. So Jesus sought him out and called him by his name. But then I also see it was a punctual call. It was punctual. Punctual means to get something done within a designated time. It means to be timely. It was a punctual call in that it was timely. Now, folks, we got to understand something about God. Our God is a God of exquisite timing. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. It says, in the fullness of time, God sent his son, born of a woman, in the fullness of time. So there is a calendar in heaven. There is an hourglass in heaven, and it is perfect. It is exquisite. It is to the microsecond. And it is a calendar in which God has said, on this day, I'm going to do this. On that day, I'm going to do that. There is a designated time for every single purpose and every move of God under heaven. A designated time. I want you to notice that Jesus said, I must stay at your house today. Notice the divine imperative. I must. I'm on God's timetable. I'm on God's calendar. I'm going according to the timing of my Father. And this is the day that I must stay at your house today. Today. In the same way that we saw that Jesus had to pass through Samaria where the woman at the well lived. It says in this account, he said, I must stay at Zacchaeus' house that day. Both times, divine imperative. Both times. I must, had to, have to. This is the moment. There was a day, an hour, a moment on heaven's calendar when a man named Zacchaeus was slated to receive a divine knock on the door of his heart. Well, that's it for this time. I hope you enjoyed the message as much as I did in delivering it. Don't forget to join me next time for part two of the message, A Conversation with Little Big Man. And now don't go anywhere because we've got some exciting Life Talk news to share with you. A Conversation with Little Big Man is the third message of Pastor Jeff's series, Tag a friend. You can own a copy of this four CD set for just $20 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Tag a Friend, for only $30 plus shipping. 
by logging on to LiveTalkRadio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff Wickwire, and I am so excited to announce that Turning Point Church will be launching Reach Bible College and Seminary this November. Whether you've been in ministry for years or you're just getting started, Reach Bible College and Seminary will help you reach your goals. Our affordable bachelor and master degree programs are designed to incorporate practical ministry alongside a sound theological education. Why wait until you finish your education before starting your ministry? We're now enrolling for the winter trimester that begins November 28th. For more information, visit our website at www.reachdfw.org. That address again is www.reachdfw.org. You can also visit our information table before and after any of our weekly services at Turning Point Church. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.